0: What is going on? It is your host, Matt Labrie, and you are tuned into the Decoding Success Podcast. Today, we are bringing you a guest that will help you create an iconic life and business. We are joined by my guy, Mark Brazil-Mashtandrea, lifelong entrepreneur, co-founder of Iconic, which is one of, if not the fastest-growing art companies in the world. If you've been on the internet within the past year, I guarantee you know exactly what Iconic is. And today, we chopped it up with Mark to decode his success but before we get into that I want to give a huge shout out to our partner Audible who is continuously delivering value to our listeners by providing everyone tuned in a free audiobook of your choice. Optimizing that net time is a major key. In fact you'll even hear Mark drop some of his favorite books in this episode. If you want to capitalize and keep leveling up this year in 2019 take advantage of this totally free offer by heading over to audibletrial.com. Forward slash decoding success to claim your free audiobook today with zero strings attached. And now, without further ado, we welcome my guy, Mark Brazil. Mark, thank you so much for joining us. I kick off every show with gratitude, so I just want to dedicate this time to saying thank you for hopping on here. I know you're about to drop some value, so I definitely appreciate it.
1: Thank you, man. I appreciate you uh, being patient. I know I postponed a few times. You're a good man. Thank you.
0: All good, man. All good. I understand the grind. So totally understand. First question straight off the bat is how do you define success?
1: Uh, I've always said success for me is doing what I want with who I want, when I want. And uh, I guess with that definition, I kind of achieved success probably about a year and a half, two years ago, once we started Iconic. But for me, uh, it's always something that, you know, I want to re-optimize that. So I want to you know, do it with more people that I care about and I want to find things that I'm passionate about and always seeking to find things that uh, fulfill me and make me happy and make my team happy. So that's my, who I want, when I want, uh, and uh, with her.
0: Yeah, Yeah, man, I love it. I love it. And you dropped a really big word there. You dropped the word fulfillment. I think that's a word that a lot of people, um, you know, I'm not going to say they don't seek fulfillment in life, but the fact that you, you know, you talked about it, I want to bring it up. How do you find yourself achieving that fulfillment? You know, um, how do you find the things that fulfill you? How do you continuously, um, pursue them and how do you find ways to, you know, incorporate them into your life if it's not necessarily something that, uh, was attainable at some part of your life? Uh,
1: Me personally, I'm very passionate uh, about winning, Uh, winning small, winning big. So for me, uh, it's really just identifying opportunities and, you know, telling myself inside my head, what is defined as a victory and then uh, doing everything I can to get that W. Uh, You know, small wins equal momentum. And, uh, you know, my business partner, Jeff, always says that the most important thing in any business in life, uh, I think is momentum because, You know, I always think that the biggest thing is mastering yourself. Um, And I've been a huge fan of this guy named Ed Mylett. He always talks about building uh, your own reputation inside your head. So it's saying I'm going to wake up at X time and actually waking up. Saying I'm going to go to the gym and actually going to the gym. So for me, it's really just identifying things and then and then executing on those. And that's how I stay fulfilled. It makes me feel good internally, which then uh, I think just drives. Everything. Do. If I'm happy, then I think that I, me being happy can affect a lot of things. So it's just internally making sure that I'm happy with myself.
0: I love it. Now, you know, you, you talk about saying you're going to wake up at X time and actually waking up at X time. Things like that take discipline, right? And I think uh, it's Ed's friend, Andy, who actually talks about it quite often, not having any cracks in your bucket. So how do you find yourself uh, staying true to those commitments you make?
1: Uh, it's very hard. Uh, I'm actually like, uh, I like, gambling with myself inside my head and then gambling with my business partner. We just do kind of like little contests with each other, whether it be eating clean, waking up at X time, doing intermittent fasting. Um, You know, for me, the last three weeks, I've kept my room absolutely spotless and I've optimized my room where, you know, even to uh, to the degree of if it's, you know, the shirts that I wear a lot, they're at eye level, so I don't have to bend down. Um, you know, putting the socks at the top of my sock drawer that I wear most, putting all my black shirts in one thing. So for me, it's just, I really don't even know how to answer that, but just for me, it's just really just optimizing everything and just looking at everything as a challenge to, to optimize it. I'm all about optimizing.
0: You know what's so crazy? I have a mastermind group. We meet every Sunday and one thing we did to kind of challenge ourselves, you know, we we like to be uh, 5amers, you know, when you I feel like personally, when you wake up at 5am, you're just able to get more done throughout the day. I don't know what it is. That's just my opinion on it. But there's this dope app out there. It's called Spar. I'm not sure if you ever heard of it. It's S-P-A-R with a, you know, exclamation point. And man, that when money's on the line, you know, things are a lot different. So Really, really cool app to check out. But, you know, let's talk about Iconic. You brought it up earlier, man. This business is booming, man. I swear I get hit with a Facebook ad every day. Uh, it's really great stuff. I love your product. Just amazing growth. Now, you didn't wake up one day and have this massive company on the rise. So take us through that journey.
1: Yeah. So I'll, uh, I'll condense it a bit. So long story short, I was uh, managing an artist. His name was Timmy Sneaks. And, you know, I had never sold a piece of art. I gave a piece to Rob Kardashian. We sold it for $1,000. Fast forward over four years of managing him, he had sold pieces for up to $20,000. Throughout that process in 2016, I realized that, you know, 98% of the emails were people that wanted the art, couldn't afford the art. I go, hey, let's do a limited time print drop, not limited unit, limited time. So I didn't uh, curb the upside in the amount of revenue we can make. Uh, We made almost 20 grand and I was like, wow, huge hole in the price point market. Uh, at that point, I was CMO of a hack company called Mellon, and my designer, his name is Jeff Cole, uh, who I'd worked with for, at that point, probably four or five years, um, works faster, super ethical, super talented, great ideas. Uh, I basically went to him, and I was like, hey, there's a huge hole in this market. And he kind of saw, I saw the hole from a price perspective, he saw the hole in uh, he's all about consumption and attention. So, you know, looking on Instagram, we're like, hey, what do we see on Instagram? We see a lot of uh, memes, we see a lot of motivational stuff, and we see a lot of photography. So it was late 2016. I owned big social media accounts. I saw the price hole Jeff saw uh, the other holes. And uh, we were living in San Diego. Uh, we had no fucking money. We were super miserable. And we started bartering on big accounts, making a $1,000 here and there. Um, th- during the holidays in 2016, we made a little bit of money. And then in 2017, on February 27th, we moved from Squarespace to Shopify. And in March, we started doing ads. And right away, uh, our, our instincts of there being a hole in the market uh, were correct. Uh, we hit the market really hard. Uh, I'd like to think that we were probably, probably the first art, quote-unquote, brand that um, hit the price point market, and uh, built awareness through social media. And, I, you know, it's, it's funny because different, you know, production manufacturers in the art space literally tell us that there's just we've – cre- we've created that space. And there's, you know, obviously more people have come into the space. And, um, yeah, it started with just me, Jeff, uh, and then his, at that point, 15- or 16-year-old brother was helping us process orders. It was part-time in the beginning. And uh, we definitely had a chip on our shoulder and – yeah, we just went really fucking fast and we're super savage. And now it's grown into a whole other whole other animal where we have licenses, we have a team. Obviously, our partners are Scooter Braun and Gary Vaynerchuk. And, you know, I think that we're really in the beginning. Things are just starting. I always define a victory as... Uh, I always define a winner as someone that can win when they don't have their best game. Um, I, I liken it to athletes that, you know... I remember when I played soccer growing up, where we had a really shitty game and we won. I'm like, wow, we're a really good team. And for us, um, I don't think that we've done shit yet. And, you know, we're quote unquote winning right now. So I'm really excited for the future. Um, everyone's super passionate about learning and teaching and finding ways to get better, optimizing from a personal perspective and a business perspective. So that's the story. I'm fucking amped about the future. And uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: I go. love it, man. I love it. I, I think I just seen something recently. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you guys just launched something with uh, the Presley family, correct? Is an Elvis Presley line coming out?
1: Yeah, we. Uh, so it started with Ali, then it went Monroe, then it went Elvis. And uh, yeah, we're about to launch a shit ton more licenses.
0: Killing it, man. Absolutely killing it. Now, let me ask you, was art something you were always passionate about? I know you mentioned you were managing an artist. Was, was it just something you were like, fuck it, let me try this? Or were you always passionate about art?
1: Uh, not at all. So uh, growing up, actually, I took a lot of like architecture classes and I thought I wanted to be an architect till I was like 10 or 12 years old. Uh, never really was into art. And I think a a big change in who I used to be and who I am now was, uh, I used to be very uh, malleable to conditions that came to me. I was very reactive. I wasn't proactive. So I would let other people dictate my life. And kind of, ironically enough, it, it helped form Iconic that I literally found this kid timmy in boston in a a store called laced it was four or five years ago and i had never managed another human at that point i was reckless myself so um and yeah i kind of just like i kind of fell into it because i had a lot of celebrity and athlete contacts and we did a lot of celebrity seating and then obviously i became very close with jeff who was an artist and for me i love art but for me, it's really about combining my core competency with something else, and that something else happens to be art. So uh, I've definitely grown to love it, um, but I kind of fell into it, to be honest.
0: No, for sure. It all makes sense. It definitely makes sense. Now, let me ask, like, do you feel that you, quote-unquote, went for it with Iconic just because you identified the opportunity within the space, or – you know, what was that exactly? You know, what gave you the, you know, the balls to muster up and just say, fuck it, let's go for this.
1: Nothing to do with balls. It all had to do with work ethic. It never yeah. would have, never would have happened unless me and Jeff would have put in the time early mornings and late nights to even give it a chance to win. Um, for us, you know, we had come from a couple of companies that were very uh, reliant on uh, on brick and mortar where you wouldn't. You know, if you put your, you know, let's say you have t-shirts in Nordstrom's, there's something called terms. So net 30 is 30 days, net 90 is 90 days. Consignment is that they take the goods and you don't get paid until later. So we were in all these businesses where there was no immediate uh, satisfaction of getting a sale. And then we discovered e-commerce. So this was the first business where we could sell a piece of art for $200 and then that money would go right into the account. So me and Jeff at that point weren't happy with, you know, our current situation and You know, imagine, you know, it being, you know, you're working seven o'clock, eight o'clock, 11 o'clock, midnight, and you're seeing the money come in. It was very, uh, we saw it and then we got hungry. We smelled blood and then we just went fucking psycho. So, um, as far as the balls to do it, um, you know, the only risk I would say we did is we quit a job where we had a salary and then there was no guarantees and we went for it. That was the only quote unquote balls that we had. Um. And that was literally a conversation that me and Jeff would have every day. Hey, are we going to quit? Are we going to do this? Are we going to quit? And uh, yeah, eventually we quit. And when we put all of our focus into it, uh, you know, it's it's all about focus and attention. I mean, if you put 100% into something, you know, the results are going to be, you know, from 90% attention to 100% attention, it's not a, you know, a 10% delta. It's a fucking 200% delta. If you say focused, then you're going to crush it. So Uh, Once we went all in and focused, it definitely was a huge difference.
0: hundred percent. I totally get it. Now, you know, you've mentioned wins quite often in this interview. So how did you adopt or develop the mindset to accept small wins for what they are and, you know, kind of realize that small wins develop momentum, like you said, or small wins over time, create that big win that you're going after. You know, I think that's uh, something that I've personally struggled with. I know individuals that are listening to the show personally struggle with it. So how did you develop that?
1: Uh, I'm a really big like reader and listening to podcasts and videos and you know from something as little as like making your bed in the morning there's a something with like a, an army guy is doing a commencement of a college you know that creates the momentum of your first victory and for me a huge thing that I just started doing is I don't look at my phone in the morning and that goes back to not being reactive it's being proactive and then I can go and dictate what I'm doing in the beginning of the day is to then you know set myself up for wins Um and I think the wins, another big thing is it going back to momentum where I would say an iconic for obviously in the beginning it was a whole different animal, but since we have a quote unquote company where we've had, you know, a team of, you know, five plus people, I can look back at there was a little window, about forty-five days where we hit a little hiccup and we didn't have quote unquote momentum, and I saw uh, a shift in the mindset and the energy of fucking me, which then set the table for everybody else. And then I saw everybody else was a little down. So I think confidence and momentum are the two most important things. I mean, obviously you can tell I'm a very fucking confident guy. And, you know, when I'm super confident, I I know I could crush anything. So um, being confident and just identifying super small W's, they they add up. Um, And I think to answer your question, uh, I just study people that – are very successful. And you, you, you find these, these, these things that all the most successful people in the world do and identifying small wins and then helping them compound is something that all the winners do. So I listen to the people that are winning and I try and implement that into my life. That's it's as simple as that.
0: Yeah, it makes sense. It definitely makes sense. Now, you talk about confidence. I know from my personal experiences, and I'm sure, again, a whole bunch of people listening, you know, entrepreneurship isn't something that is always peaches and cream. Uh, There's definitely self deprecating thoughts involved. So how do you find yourself remaining confident?
1: I just don't give a shit. Um, I don't care if you someone comes out and they bring me, you know, if I ordered a chicken kebab and a shrimp kebab comes out, I don't give a shit. (laughs) <laughs> um, I really just don't give a shit about anything. Like I argue with my partner all the time. I don't get double bed. Single, I don't give a shit what it is. I'm just happy to be doing something that I love that I love every single day. Um, so I just, that's just been me my whole entire life that I just don't sweat the small stuff. And I think that that's a, again, it's a trait of all the winners. I was listening to um, Dean Gracioso on Ed Milet's podcast And he actually talked about the same thing. Just like, it's funny because I come from a very conservative family and my family is just like, they're blown away how there could be chaos that some people, it would let them crumble them. And I just, I find joy in the challenge and the small losses because I know for me, I always say always and only make new mistakes. So you always want to make mistakes because if you make mistakes, you're learning, and you only want to make new mistakes. So for me, I want to make mistakes, but I only want to make them one time. So if I keep making mistakes, 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 I'm going to keep getting better and better and better. And that that kind of is, is where experience comes in, that there's not many things that I haven't seen. It sounds crazy and borderline arrogant and cocky, but I've been through so much fucking shit that like, not much surprises me at this point. You know, it's, I've seen it. And... I love being able to to know that, you know, hey, I fucked up and I did that seven years ago and I'm not going to make it again. So I just don't get shook over little small bullshit. Um, you know, as long as my family's healthy, I'm healthy, my team's happy, um, nothing fatal happens or I don't get a fatal disease or get my leg chopped off. Like, I'm all good.
0: That's literally priceless advice, man. Uh, That's advice I need too. So I appreciate you sharing that. Now I want to respect your time, but I want to squeeze two more questions out of you. What was a piece of advice that you have received that you didn't necessarily want to hear at the time you got it, but it proved to be true over time?
1: Hmm, I would think that the advice came from my business partner, Jeff, which kind of came from Gary, and it's just to uh it's a combination of being self-aware and basically uh adjusting and adapting to the types of people that you deal with. So for me, I'm very hard-headed and I like to kind of just be who I am. But over the last couple months, I've and this is this is only a couple month thing to, to be straight with you, is I've learned how to kind of adapt to situations and be a little bit more sensitive to people and understand what, what they want and helping mold and shape the situation to them um, it just made me a better you know business person and a better human from a relationship perspective like even with, like with my family like i would just be such a piece of shit and not not respect you know their time and you know i'm so busy that you know and you know you're only working 9 to 5 and i'm so busy that you know you need to talk to me when i'm free now I actually schedule when I talk to my family. So I think that's a piece of advice that I've recently implemented the last couple of months is just uh, kind of being aware and open to other people and what they want and how they feel. Uh, and just being like a little less psychotic and hardheaded. So.
0: Uh, that resonates with me, man. I'm the same way. Absolutely same way. Super hard headed. But uh, I definitely learned over the past couple of I guess maybe a year or so how important family is, you know, sometimes it takes uh, watching your mother battle cancer or your parents being divorced for you to actually realize how important that shit is. So I appreciate you sharing that. Now, last question if someone came up to you on the street and said, Hey, Mark, uh, I love everything you're doing. Can you give me a piece of advice to help me achieve my definition of success? What would that advice be?
1: I'd say two things. A, um, really evaluate who you surround yourself with. Uh, you always hear the, you know, the definition of, you know, you are an average of the five people you surround yourself with. I, I, I totally agree that. Um, I was just, you know, on the drive back from from uh, Carolina yesterday We were talking about dumb shit I do. And all the dumb shit I do is with the same fucking people, you know? Um, So I think um, evaluating who you're with and really reverse engineering, hey, you know, I want to be the best version of myself. This is who I want to be. Who are the people around me that can help me get there? I think that's huge. Um, And then the second most important thing, uh, and it's different for people that maybe want to be creative or – actually, I'll spin it a little bit. Uh, Self-education. Um, and for me, it's reading and learning and consuming other people's information. I think that's the most important thing that for you to be successful in this world, you know, everything is changing so fast that you need to just always be obsessed with learning and getting better and, you know, mastering your own self. I'm like, you know, there's a, there's Saturdays where I'm literally just reading for 10 hours. It's That's like what a Saturday I can look for me. So. Um, I think it's just being utterly obsessed with getting smarter for me. You know, if I watch a video that's an hour and 20 minutes and I get one thing out of it that I could implement to make myself better, that gets me so fucking excited. So um, kind of dual fold is surrounding yourself with the right people. And it's a double win. If you surround yourself with the right people that are passionate about learning and bettering themselves, because then everything compounds. If you, if you're around all people that want to get better, they want to see you get better, then you're just going to fucking level up, dude. And that's what it's all about is just leveling up and becoming the best version of yourself. So yeah, that's what I would say.
0: You talk about reading a lot. Um, what are your top three books?
1: Jim Collins, good to great as a favorite of mine. Um, one of my favorite guys, it's not books I read. It's, it's YouTube and, um, Microsoft word documents. His name is Jay Abraham. He's, a He's one of the highest paid marketing consultants in the world. He works with Tony Robbins and Dan and John. Um, Jim Jim Collins gets a great, Jay Abraham, Ed Milet. This guy's a fucking beast. I literally have only been on him for a couple weeks. I probably consumed 40 hours of his stuff. And he is like the epitome of maximizing um, yourself as a human and being passionate about learning. He's got great guests on. And then he also um, just does splurges of what you know he's thinking um let me think of one other one or two others that i like for entrepreneurs just starting i think the art of the start by guy kawasaki is good i really like blitz scaling by reed
0: hoffman yeah those are all good books man
1: yeah those are good ones that's that's what i'll leave you
0: with those i love it man i love it now listen mark where can people keep up with you on social media both your personal and the company
1: uh mark brazil mark with a k brazil with a z and an iconic I-K-O-N-I-C-K on, uh, on everything.
0: Facebook, I love it, man. I love it. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day, Mark. I truly appreciate you dropping this value.
1: You're good, man. Thank you, bro.
0: And there you have it, my guy Mark Brazil coming through and adding a ton of value on numerous different topics, three that stand out to me the most. Now, I usually only pick one, but three stood out to me the most. The first one is discipline. Discipline equals freedom, right? And it is a part of every single successful person's regimen. They are disciplined in their approach, whether it is waking up at 5 a.m. or whether it is doing yoga or meditating or reading or journaling in the morning. Whatever the case is, they are disciplined in their approach and hearing it from Mark just re that it is true, you need to be disciplined. Second thing is making new mistakes, right? It's okay to make new mistakes. No one knows every single thing about what they're doing. But when you're making the same mistake over and over and over again, that's where the problem is. You don't want to be making that same mistake over and over and over again. And lastly, this thing really hits home with me. The one that I'm about to talk about right now, because it's something I'm guilty of. I sweat the small stuff. I literally sweat the micro. I get pissed about the dumbest things. And I'm not saying like this happens all the time, but how many people can relate that they let shit get to them? Meanwhile, we're over here listening to Mark talking about him or ordering a grilled chicken skewer and getting a freaking shrimp one, and he's cool with it. Me, on the other hand, I do love shrimp, so maybe that example's a bad one, but you get what I'm saying, right? All of these things that Mark talked about in this episode really hit home, and listen, he dropped a whole bunch of books at the end. If you want to take advantage of that free audiobook with Audible, our partnership with Audible, you can do just that, Good to Great with Jim Collins, Ed Let's book, whatever the case is, all you have to do to claim your free audiobook is head over to audibletrial.com Dot com forward slash decoding success. And listen, if this episode hit home with you, one thing I want you to do right away is connect with Mark. Mark is all over social. Connect with his company. His company has amazing, amazing product. I promise, not only is the artwork dope, it's motivating on top of that. Connect with Mark. Connect with the company. Share this with someone that can use it. Share this with a friend. Share this with whomever. Someone that can find value just like you did in this episode. And lastly, my last request is for you to leave a five-star rating and review if you are tuned in from apple if you're tuned in from itunes whatever you want to refer to it as apple podcast if you could drop that rating and review that would mean the absolute world to us until next time everyone be blessed peace